Yeah, hold that, please. Level five, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to attend the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to attend the Channelized Bing Bingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever the mission, home or away, Enterprise helps over 120,000 people every day. With vans of all shapes and sizes, if you have a plan, Enterprise has a van. No matter if you need to rent for an hour, a day, a week or longer, Enterprise offers great rates for you or your business. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Wednesday and welcome to another Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcast with me, your host, Andy Goldstein. And what a podcast we've got coming your way. I've no idea, actually. I'm reading this for the first time. You're listening to it as I'm speaking. Anyway, it's only going to be a good one, hopefully. We begin today's podcast with the Wales captain, Gareth Bale. He's been speaking to the media ahead of the game against Belgium tonight, live on TalkSport 2, don't you know? The Welsh wizard, I'll just say Bale, chatted about Spurs and why it might be a good time to be on international duty and his plan to return to Real Madrid next season. Or the Bernabeu, or Bernabeu, as some people stupidly call it. The main reason I came to Spurs this year was, was obviously I wanted to play football first and foremost, but going into Euros I wanted to be match fit. So um, yeah, the the... The original plan was only to to do a season at Spurs, and then um, yeah, after the Euros, I still have a year left at Real Madrid, and um, yeah, as, as far as my plan obviously is to go back, and um, yeah, that's that's as far as I've planned to be honest. I'm a naive supporter. I'm I'm not Daniel Levy. I'm not paying him over twenty million quid a year uh, to come back and do that, and I think that's the thing that upsets me as a supporter, and that's just I suppose that's the thing that upsets me about Gareth. So you feel hurt and disrespected, Jace? I do. I just feel hurt as a fan. And Tottenham are on the cusp of a humiliating, embarrassing European exit. I always think when when things aren't going too well at the club, it's nice to get away and uh, especially mentally get away from from the club environment. So, um, yeah, definitely it can be a benefit. So, um, yeah, the the first thing we have to do now is focus on these these, uh, couple of games for Wales, which is is very important for us. And, um, yeah, then we we forget club life and, and concentrate on this. I would not start Gareth Bell for one game from now to the rest of the oh, season. what's wrong with you? Because you ain't going to give you 100%. Why, why is he not? If he's playing in the game, he didn't give 100% uh, against Daniel Zagreb. Because I saw him not track back. You know, Orsic's third goal. That, right, that, let me finish. That he, doesn't mean he's not giving 100%. Some players does. don't do that. When Orsic picks the ball up on the halfway line, Gareth Bale was the first one to him. He doesn't even go goal side of him. He mm. doesn't even foul him because it doesn't mean enough to him. Right? When he comes back from his international break, he's not going to give 100% for Spurs because he's going to be worried about not getting injured. West Ham midfielder Jesse Lingard has been speaking to our reporter Faye Carruthers ahead of England's match against San Marino tomorrow live on TalkSport. Faye asked Jesse how it feels to be recalled to the national squad for the first time in two years. I mean, it's amazing, you know, even for my family as well. Everyone was, was emotional. Um, I was emotional. And like I say, it's been a long time coming and, you know, I've had to work hard and, and graft and, and still believe in myself, um, you know, that I can play at the highest level and, and like I say, you know, you, you work hard, you get the rewards in the end. 
What, what did your family say to you? Because I know it's been a pretty tough couple of years for you off the pitch. Yeah, I mean, you know, things happen off the pitch, you know, in which obviously it can, you know, affect your performances. And when I went on loan to West Ham, obviously, you know, I had a lot of targets written down, you know, certain ones have already hit already. And, you know, I continued that for the rest of the season. So it's just about having the right mindset and right focus. Coming to West Ham, trying to help the team, um, trying to fight for, for Europe and also hitting the individual targets as well. Lingard gets another return ball and then curls a beautiful right-footed goal into the top right-hand corner. That is a majestic strike. You were obviously a really important part of the squad at the World Cup in, in 2018. Uh, since dropping out, how much support has Gareth Southgate shown to you during the past 18 months, two years. Yeah, he's shown um, he's shown a lot of support and um, you know a lot of belief in me. Um, I mean, you know, he's the first one to give him a, my England debut, um, which I'm proud of. And obviously, I, I still kept in contact with him, um, you know, even though I weren't playing. And just to kind of get his, his advice and you know what I should do. And you know, like I say, we we carried on speaking, and then um, you know, I said the loan happened, and you know, I didn't speak to him uh, after the loan. So after that, um, like I say, it was just about me working hard, doing well for, for West Ham and hoping to get the call up, really. Um, like I say, I've been two years out. I only had one month for football, so it was it was in my head that I might go, might not go, but, you know, I'm, I'm glad I'm here now and he showed that belief in me. Lingard wins it back for West Ham, looks to burst into the penalty area, supported by Fornells. Lingard continues, and that's a brilliant goal from Jesse Lingard. What, what kind of advice did he give you? <laughs> well, it was just on, about, on the right move, really, you know, whether it be going out out to Europe or, or staying in the Premiership and you know he, he said if I was you I'd stay in the Premiership so you know after that you know we had to find a, a Premiership side and obviously you know West Ham fitted, fitted perfectly Now is Southampton's Danny Ings all that and does he have what it takes to play for Manchester City or another big club? Well let's get the take of a former teammate of his the Manchester United goalkeeper Lee Grant as well as Ali McCoyst QPR striker Super Charlie Austin but first here's Darren Ben. Danning's there, he's a proven Premier League goal scorer. He's an international. He's got a chance of going to, with England to the Euros in the summer. I would opt and try and get him now and then then work on the Harlands or the Mbappes, wherever you're going to go. But get somebody in first. One club that would have to look at him seriously is Tottenham. Because at the end of the season, if they don't win anything, I can see Harry Kane going, you know what, enough's enough. I need to move do on. Do you reckon? Yeah, I do, I do reckon. And I think if he does go, I think Danning's is the perfect replacement again. I don't think it's a case of just Manchester City coming in for him. I can see a lot of top teams in the Premier League going in for Danning's. What a goal from Danny Ings! And Southampton are running riot at Villa Park! Danny Ings this time! He is what you would class as an absolute diamond guy. He is a tremendous human being. And one thing I remember about my time at Burnley with him is that, I mean, he came in very little known, obviously come from um, Bournemouth, and not a great deal of us knew anything about him. He was injured within literally, I think, two or three days of um, training. We're in the middle of a shooting session and he does his knee. Really, really horrible time for him. But I think the thing that stood out was his personality, his perseverance and his just general good nature. I mean, you could just tell he was a proper, proper human being and a real, real top professional. He's in 22 Premier League goals last year. So he's eight this year. OK, he's had a few injuries this mm. year, but that's part and parcel of football, the way the, the league's been crammed into the way it is. But look, for me, I think he's a, a good fit for Man City if the opportunity comes. And if you're asking me, do I think Danny Ings could get into that side and score goals? 
Absolutely. I think 37 and 84 with, with uh, Southampton, great figures. And that would indicate to me, if he goes to a team like to Manchester City, who, safe to say, create an awful lot more chances than uh, Southampton, I would think he would batter in all sorts of goals. I would say, knowing Danny as I know him, that Southampton, the way they've treated him, not the gamble, but certainly the trust they showed in him from, you know, after his injury record at Liverpool... I think will be certainly weighing on his mind. So I wouldn't be surprised to see something happen, especially when you see the type of offer and the type of um, contract that Southampton are willing to put on the table for him. I just think it would be brilliant. I really do. It'd be fantastic. I think it'd be great for him. I think he'd probably walk there. He'd walk up the road there. And it'd be a really interesting move, wouldn't it? Now, England collapsed from 169 for two to 251 all out to lose by 66 runs in the first one-day international against India. Every ball, would you believe, was live and exclusive on TalkSport 2. Johnny Bairstow was almost the hero for the tourists after scoring a brilliant 94. After the match, TalkSport spoke to the England captain, E-O-I-N. What? Owen? No, I told you last time. It's E-O-I-N Morgan. I think with the ball, we we were brilliant. You know, India bat deep and have have you know a lot of really experienced uh, white ball batters that that tend to score a lot of volume of runs. Um, and I thought, given the wicket, how it played, I thought the wicket was fantastic. Great cricket wicket. Our bowlers did a really good job. And then on on the back of that, our, our openers were absolutely outstanding. Oh, that's a good stump. That really is a hard, hard hit of a cricket ball by Johnny Bairstow. It's gone miles back. Given we, we couldn't take advantage of the way that they played is is disappointing. We were clearly off the mark and I suppose our skill level wasn't quite there. Tom Curran swings hard. It's gone high up into the outfield. Man underneath it, catch taken. And England have lost with eight overs to spare. 50 over cricket for us over the next few years is going to be a, an opportunity to grow our squad and, and to present opportunities to guys that potentially haven't played on the tour so far. We watched um, Owen Ali come in today and Sam Billings play their first game on tour. Tom Curran come back in. So it's, it's great to be able to present these guys with opportunities and not sacrifice a lot with performance. Now England striker Frank Worthington has sadly passed away aged 72 following a long illness. He won eight international caps, scoring twice for his country and was known for being a star on and off the pitch. On TalkSport, Sam Allardyce, Alan Brazil and Ali McCoyst paid tribute to one of the game's great mavericks. Well, the essence of uh, being a top striker is uh, is ball control. You know, first touch. That's a fine goal from Wellington. What a character. One of the most talented footballers I've ever played with. He did me the honour of coming up. He spoke at my testimonial dinner. A sad, sad loss, obviously. I mean, Frank uh, was a superb footballer and an absolutely brilliant character. Elegant, lovely, lovely blow, a time for everyone. I would imagine a lot of young players that played with Frank would have learnt so much from him, not just football, but everything. Worthington now from Calvin Cheddar and Worthington. And what a beautiful Worthington goal. And wasn't it a bit special? Juggle, 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 churn, and then strike. It was just the time to be part of uh, a great era of British football. 
Now, across the country, Britons marked the anniversary of Boris Johnson's first lockdown with a minute's silence in memory of those who have died. White and Jordan were joined by the former Liverpool and Wigan goalkeeper Chris Kirkland to look ahead to a more positive future. I hope people appreciate things, not just that, but everything, Jim, you know, and, and hopefully don't take things for granted as much, try and help other people as well. And hopefully we're never in this situation again. What we've been through the last year, if you'd have said two years ago what we'd have gone through, nobody would have believed you. But, you know, we have done and we're still not out of it yet. There's still a lot of hard work to do. But, yeah, I just hope people don't take things for granted anymore and, and try and help people. And as I said, the more people that can do that, the easier it will be for people to learn to cope with things like this. I'm Jim White and this is Talk Sport Daily. Now over to my show, Andy Goldstein's Drive Time Show. My co-pilot was the on-loan QPR striker, Super Charlie Austin. Now back in 2016, Charlie was an unused sub against the Republic of Ireland. Austin never actually gained a full international cap after Roy Hodgson failed to bring him onto the pitch. And he admitted it's one of his only regrets in football. And if you want my opinion, it was an absolute disgrace that he wasn't used. Not spoken to Roy Hodgson, Roy Hodgson since. You have big decisions to make, don't you? As, Do you as take it personally? Manager. Did I? Yeah. At the time I did, yeah. Because I hadn't. No, I was there course. because I deserved to be there. I never had an explanation. I wasn't there for the jolly up. I nearly got called up in March. The reason why I didn't was because Harry Kane did. Right, so look what's gone on. But at the time, he was scoring goals for Tottenham in the Premier League, but also the Europa League. That's where he found his form um, and went on to score, for, was it like 30 goals that year? Mm. So it was what it was, but I just felt like I... Showed enough for club football to get the call up, but also enough to be rewarded with a cap. Deep cross to the far post. Austin! He's made it 1-1. Brilliant header from Charlie Austin. I was fourth top goalscorer in the Premier League for a team that got relegated. Um, I think was it Sanchez, Diego Costa and Sergio Aguero was above me, which is speaks volumes for the way I perform. So do personally. you think if you would have played for a bigger club... Correct. maybe I top... think that, that goes against a lot of people. That's going against Patrick Bamford right now. Why do you say that though? Because that's football snobbery, mate. That is the, that's just the way. It and is. you think that snobbery goes all the way to yes, the, the, the England manager? Correct. Sometimes so, face don't fit. So you think you didn't get on the even though you were, why were you called up to the squad then? We had to because it was only me and Jamie that got was there really that was was fit because you had the under twenty one championship going on and there was no one really else. And you think that had you been playing for a club even that would have survived maybe top ten, you would have got on the field? Yeah, that's really quite sad that you. you that's that's foot. I, I I do believe that. Well, that's nearly it for another podcasty thing. Let me remind you of more live football are coming your way. I've already told you about Belgium against Wales. It's a World Cup qualifier. It's live on TalkSport 2 tonight from 7.45. But I'm going to tell you again. Well, I just did. That's it. Thanks for listening on the TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm back on Andy Goldstein's Drive Time Show today from 4pm alongside Goffet. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein TalkSport daily podcasts out first thing in the morning. So do what you've got to do to get it. Until then, thanks for listening. Have a great day. And above all, Be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport.
The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.